going on guys welcome to video chicken we are live it is august 2nd 20 no september 2nd yeah august oh my 2nd. god you know i was i just went and got my hair cut and they're like yeah i can't believe it's september i'm like oh my god it's september uh it is september 2nd 2022 um wow cutting it close are we uh, well that would be late cutting it <laughs> oh Oh, uh, come on, come on, come on. Let's go. The show has oh, started. Oh, yes, we... yes, yes. I was I was here. I was just standing off camera. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I tell you, you brought in <laughs> you brought in pie for everyone but me. Thanks. No, look. <laughs> She's got two pieces there. Yes. Oh, you better. You you yes, absolutely look, look, better. Look. This is actually, you know who's um, so this is uh, lemon meringue pie. Lemon meringue pie from Lisa Steele's cookbook. And if you don't know who Lisa Steele is, you have not been watching our show. Yes. She is the founder, the oh, expert chickenier, chickenista, another chickenista, um, uh, Fresh Eggs Daily. Yes. Up, up in Maine. Yes. We uh, had her on the show a few weeks ago. So speaking of chickenista, welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you. Our Thank chicken you. It's expert. nice to be here. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, I didn't know we were wearing that shirt. I could have worn mine. Um. Okay, it's about to be official. I didn't. You didn't shut the door behind you. Now we're well, locked I did, in. I did. That's why I, I said, "Do you want me to leave it open so Gus can join us?" Oh, oh, it is a dog show. We yeah. have a show today uh, that we've been talking about doing for at least the past year because we've been doing the video chicken for what year and a half now. We can say, and we have talked about having a professional dog trainer on. Yes. And hopefully, being able to discuss dogs and chickens. Okay. And so at 12.15 today, we have a gentleman um, by the name of Brady out of Florida who's going to be coming on. He uh, is a professional dog trainer. At least I think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. It looks like he is. And he is. I met him down in Florida. Uh, I think we're in Okeechobee or whatever. And you couldn't miss this gentleman's truck. Uh, he, he must be, he must have a good marketing person or it's just really good. He's got the whole rap and the graphics, the name, everything. You couldn't miss it. So he happened to be walking by and I, I, am going to say I tapped him on the shoulder. I'm pretty sure I just went up to him and was like, Hey, hey, can I talk to you real quick? And we had a great conversation. It was only about maybe 15 minutes. Uh, so I hope he remembers me. I'm not sure. But I said to him, I said, would you ever be willing to come on a show, uh, and talk about dogs and chickens? You know, and then to my surprise, he goes, let me show you a video. So I hope we have that video. We uh, do. Okay, awesome. Uh, where he goes, yes, I actually have a video. Oh, coming in hot, coming in hot. Boy, it's been a busy day. Make sure they're not from the government, um, local government or federal, state. I don't care oh my God. if you guys are out there. Um, <laughs> God, can we go on? We're going on. Well, I just uh, got to make sure people know there's people coming to the door. Uh, okay. That's what their job is. I just want to make sure. <laughs> uh, so he's gonna be coming out at 1215 it's 12.04 right now uh, I hope you guys are all doing well again we are live it is September 2nd 2022 uh, so again and 1215 is typically when we get finally our peak of everyone coming in it takes a little while everyone that's already on here thank you so much I hope you guys are doing well please if you have any questions or comments leave them in the comment section today we're gonna be talking about 
training your dog with chickens, maybe just talking about can you get chickens if you already have a dog. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had, again, about a 15-minute conversation with Brady where he actually quickly explained a couple things that I'll never forget about how he trained a dog. I can't remember if it was his dog or maybe a, a client of his dog uh, to stop chasing the chickens. So that's always like a big one, right? And then the other big question is what about getting a dog to protect our flock? So uh -huh. I can't remember when I was uh, talked to him in Florida if we talked about that, but I'd love to pick his brain about that. Uh, so again, twelve fifteen, we're gonna bring him on. He's already in the uh, green room, ready to rock and roll. So everyone that is here, please, please, please share the show. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. Do all the things to help continue to grow this show. Yes, because we enjoy doing it. <laughs> we do, we do. So this is. Are you gonna eat the pie? Well, hold on. So you brought in some pie. And then you bring in a chicken waterer, and then oh. I see the famous chicken bag, and I oh, hear my chicken purse is clucking. Right, but I, 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 you didn't bring the cat. I tried to put the cat in the chicken purse. It, it didn't work. <laughs> That's not. It gonna... didn't work. It, no, you cannot a... put a cat in a yeah, bag. It, 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 I have brought my cat to work before, but it it, it wasn't it wasn't working today. Uh, that is true. So, um, you know, fun fact. You know who uh, loves lemon meringue pie? Who? And he's watching right now. Jerry. Jerry. My Aww. dad loves lemon meringue pie. This is pie. the first time I've ever made one. I even. actually think the reason why he stayed with my mother for so many years is because one thing my mom does extremely well is bake. And I'm pretty sure he'll say, yeah, that's the only reason why I stuck around. It actually wasn't for you kids. It was because of the lemon meringue pie and the Christmas cookies. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, again, how are you guys doing? Please. It's pretty good. If you have any questions or comments, let us know. And we're going to be, you know the show, if you've been here before, we're going to be talking about everything chickens. But again, today we have a professional dog trainer uh, that we're going to bring on. And he's shared some videos with us. And we're going to just pick his brain. If you guys have any questions, especially about dogs and chickens, you know, it's not going to be mm -hmm. anything specific. And um, this is going to be an interesting. And, and, and I'll take the cat questions. This is going to be an interesting show. Because it can get real touchy when it comes to our pets, which it should be. We love mm -hmm. our pets, right? Um, especially with dogs. And everyone's got their own opinion about training dogs. And a little fun fact, I love dog training. I never do, you know, I've never done it professionally or this and that. But I would like to think I've been pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, I think you have. When I can have a dog do whatever I tell it to do with just my hand, my sign language, if you will. Mm -hmm. Especially an English bulldog, which are probably one of the most stubborn breeds ever. Bruno... God rest his soul, Bruno. I got him to salute. He would uh, roll over. You know, he's a square. Try to be a dog that's a square and try to roll over. Anyway, so I'm excited about this. Now, again, this is going to be interesting. Ingrid is a huge dog lover. That's one of the things, obviously, I know we all love about Ingrid. She has a huge heart for her dogs. She used to, um, and correct Ingrid, me where I'm wrong Ingrid, anywhere. Ingrid, why don't you tell us? I know Ingrid's over there like, man, you don't, you're not going to hit me with anything, are you? No, I can throw something. <laughs> Ingrid, uh, you used to volunteer, right, at a dog shelter? I worked at a dog shelter. You worked at a dog and shelter. And I've worked for many um, rescue organizations, shelters, um, pit bull awareness groups. Oh, that's a good one because a lot of people, you either love your pit bulls or you're scared to death of them. Mm -hmm. and, and you have two dogs, right? I have two dogs. Um, my one... My special boy is 14, and he's he's one of, the, I was saying to even to Brady when we were talking about people that work in shelters always take the difficult dogs because they know it's, they're going to have a hard time getting adopted. So I kind of have a affinity towards the ones that are scared or that have all sorts of problems. And then I have my little rescue pitbull mix, Millie, who's just a barrel of fun. So Millie is the little pitbull? Yeah. 
Okay, Murphy, the one that you're always like when we're on the phone with her and Ingrid works from home, the dog starts barking or someone shows up. He's, Murphy, he's Murphy. <laughs> I never really knew which one was which. To be honest, yeah, Murphy's with you. the fuzzy one and Millie's the pit bull. Murphy looks like my cat Chester. Yes, yes. he's like the he's the dog version. All yeah. right. Um, also. Yay. Sorry. Uh, I got my mouse back. I know. I, yeah, we, we got a lot of comments that people enjoyed you not being distracted by the mouse. And that's upsetting to me. I know. I am not distracted. Mm. I multitask. I think they like the fact that you were frustrated that you couldn't I, do I, things. I think that's, that's what it. they like. That's exactly what it is. I think that's all it is. So you know what? I'm going to try to not touch the mouse. I promise. Um, I well, don't... we were just doing dog introductions. What about you, Matt? What about me? What kind of dog do you have? Well, everyone hopefully knows that answer, but currently we have our beloved Gus Gus. He is a Dog de Bordeaux, uh, also known as the French Mastiff. If you have ever seen the movie Turner and Hooch, you know the dog. And I'm going to say it's pretty accurate. I did a uh, reel the other day. Gus had drool. It had to be 16 inches long. And I'm just filming it, waiting for it to drop. And it doesn't drop. There's, it's like a shoestring, right? And then, of course, he just moves his head and hits the dashboard. Then it sticks. And, oh, it's a you lot know, of fun. You know, that's – I don't like that about your dog. And I'm just going to be really I don't think off. you like anything no, about my dog. I've had three dogs in my life. And uh, one of those was especially dear to me. But the other two – like, I had one in college. Its name was Plunder, and it was named appropriately. We didn't train it. And uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And then I, I, I have had two adult two dogs in my adult life. So I, I get the I get the um the rap as being dog adverse, but I have had dogs. I do love dogs, but I don't like how your dog drools on you. Really, I, I don't. It is. It's a it's a hard thing for people. I mean the Saint Bernard so is the same way and, and lots of the large um and the way he, reads. he if you approach him wrong, it I mean, he weighs more than me, so he makes me a little nervous. <laughs> Uh, I, I think he does. That's I mean, fine. I that's fine. He's a that's huge the beauty. Dog. I'll be honest. With you, that's the beauty of dogs. There's so right. many different breeds. Us men, if I'm man, human race. Jeez, I'm gonna get myself in trouble already. Um, we've trained dogs, bred dogs to work for us, and we got mm-hmm. hunting dogs. We got working dogs. Back in the Roman days, which I think is where the massives came from. I mean, it's awful. I can't imagine and mutts. And you got your yeah, mutts. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot Best. of people. I'm excited about the show. As you can tell, Ingrid, she is going to be on fire. This show is about education and having a conversation. So the reason why I'm so excited about this is I don't know what Brady's going to say. Uh, I'm, uh, he's I'm, probably chomping at the bit right now. I know. Well, he actually just walked away. Uh, he, probably we should he also, probably couldn't take it anymore and just went. No, he's getting we ready. We should mention mm-hmm. that it's canine gunner tactical Dog training and boarding. And I was going to. Oh, did you have the title? I there? am working on my introduction. You got to oh. build it up. All you right, got to build it up. There. And, of course, the thing I, you know, I'm very happy about Brady coming on is um, we're not paying him. He's not paying us. This is just good old-fashioned conversation. He has his own YouTube channel, Canine mm-hmm. uh, Gunner Tactical. I'm not sure if that's the name of the channel, but that's the name of his business, if I believe. Is that the name of the uh, YouTube channel? I believe so. Um, so you definitely have to go check him out if you like what he has to say. If you don't like what he has to say, I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine being a dog trainer because that's got to be one of those jobs where – you know, again, everyone's got their opinion. It's like chickens, mm-hmm. and I think we do pretty well. But we got our folks out there on YouTube, our YouTube chicken police. You know. And Brady's got an interesting background, so you can talk to him about. One that. of my questions, yes, I okay. can't wait to hear about his background, what got him into it, and all that kind of stuff. So again, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comment section. If you don't have any questions, please say hi. Let us know where you're watching from. 
as they say down in the south, smash. I don't get it. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that share button. I know. That's what Matt. No, mash. Mash. See, I, I don't even got it right. Yeah, I think we're too old for that. I don't know. Please share the show. That helps so much um, with promoting the show because this is brought to you for free. Well, technically not free, but thank you to Carolina Coops. All right. Also, before we get started, yes, I am rocking the Do Not Peck On Me. I do not have a hole in my chest. Let's see. It's just that there's green grass. Um, I know we went back and forth. Do we? Do we not? Da, da, da. I'm just at the point. I'm like, I'm done. I'm so done. I, I'm going to pretend I'm done trying to make everyone happy and not offend everyone. Mm. But I am very proud of this shirt. They are for sale. Ingrid has done a phenomenal job. She's got um, all the merch now officially, right, up on the website that we currently have in our arsenal. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> awesome. Um, I thought it'd be just in time to add some more. We talked about something today. So this morning we got about uh, you know three more minutes before we bring Brady on. I wanted to mention a couple things. Um, we had an interesting visitor this morning. He was a doctor from uh, down in Durham. He came up to buy some hemp, and he also bought a chicken guard. And I feel as if the flock shop is officially born. <laughs> and I, we haven't talked about the flock shop in years, but Nan's dream, and hopefully Nan is there. I think she's doing some training right now, but Nan is usually in her office ready to chime in mm -hmm. on the mic. But um, it, was, it was really cool to have a visitor, and I think the, the flock shop is born. Did you get a checkup while he was here? I tried. He was in his scrubs, <laughs> and of course I'm like... Okay, I got to ask, what kind of doctor are you? Because I can tell he was a doctor, even though he's just in scrubs. Can you and he, tell me about the spot? I, we talked about that, actually. And, um, what kind he of go, doctor was he? Orthopedics. Oh. But he does bone breakage and trauma. So I'm like, I bet, I bet he sees some cool stuff. If you think that's cool. Uh, so Mike Trapp said Gus is a boy's dog, big, messy, and lovable. Yeah, I mean, isn't it true you pick your dog kind of like how you are? Um, also, before I forget, I'm not sure how long we're going to have Brady on the show. Uh, I'll have to ask him how much time he's going to give us. But I want to make sure, and Ingrid, I appreciate it. You're a good mind reader. I love it. Um, I want to put the word out there. I want to do a contest. I would love if someone or everyone submit your best picture, your best work of your chicken, your hen, your adult hen, using one of our water bars. Because we're in need of that perfect picture. Yeah. And a side view would be best. Well, whatever. Would be best. The reason for it is so that we can finish our damn artwork on the water bars. Like we did the rope wrap roost bars. Yeah, make your chicken a star. <laughs> exactly. They could be the, the the beak of Carolina Coops. So what I would love to do is just submit the pictures to Ingrid. Uh, Ingrid at carolinacoops.com, right? Mm -hmm. And then Ingrid will uh, we'll bring those pictures in. But All right, it is 12.15. Are we ready for Brady? I think we, we are. are. All right, let's bring Brady Foster in from Boca Raton, Florida. You guys going to have to smush together. Oh, that's right. Well, oh, which guys. direction? Uh, Whatever you want. Well, I don't know. Let's bring uh, Brady on to the left. Okay. How's that sound? There he is. How are you okay. doing this morning, Brady? I got to unmute uh, Let's make sure we unmute him. Now, the, we did notice when we were doing our pregame, it was a little laggy, but the audio looks good. Why, um, why, un why not? Here, help me out, Matt, with your mouse. Oh, no. I'm not allowed to touch the mouse. Mm. Um Let's see what do you got going on here, Ingrid? Hold on, Brady. We don't muted. we don't hear you yet. Let's get you unmuted. And there you go. All right, Brady. How's it going? Good oh, morning. All go. oh, that sounds good. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Video Chicken Live. As you already know, uh, we are a chicken show to educate our viewers and the whole idea is we're in the chicken coop business so we want to educate people so they know oh wow we know why carolina coops builds the coops the way they do and as i was saying in our uh beginning of the show that we've been wanting to bring a professional dog trainer on 
for a while. And I can't thank you enough for being here. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, I met Brady down in Florida. Uh, do you remember us talking? I do. I oh. do. You're very memorable, Matt. <laughs> What's that? Is that good or bad? <laughs> uh, so, Brady, um, thank you for being here. And thank you. Uh, I, I know that you sent some videos. So I wanted to bring them up. But I'd love to go ahead and get started. And it looks like the audience is, oh, yeah, we're getting up there. Beautiful. Um, so, Canine Gunner Tactical, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. So, love to ask you, how did you even get into dog training? Oh, well, uh, well, I, I did a active duty tour uh, in the Marine Corps, and that's when I first got exposed to uh, the canines and the working capacity of them, and how how much ability they do have. And that's when I got kind of hooked and kind of drew me in. Uh, and then when I got out, I went to college, and then when I graduated college, I started uh, doing executive protection agent, um, essentially a bodyguard uh, for a high net worth family, and we uh, I had a dog on the job there. Uh, and then I started training dogs on the side because I, I truly enjoyed, I've always loved animals. I've always, what was the kid that would always bring home dogs from, you know, the shelter and get yelled at by my mom and dad. Uh, so I always had like a niche for dogs. I've always loved uh, animals. Uh, so I started my own company, uh, quit my full-time job and, and the rest is history from there. Um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a ride and it's been, uh, it's been amazing. We uh, we used to be up north, and this is where all the chickens come into our uh, life. Was up in uh, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, uh, and that's where we you know got involved or got exposed to chickens on our property because we had to have a property that was uh, for tax reasons. Some we had to do something in the the farm space, uh, and chickens seemed to be the easiest when we started researching it and would classify us to you know have that tax exemption uh so that's how i started getting involved with chickens um that was my first experience with chickens and i knew nothing to the point where i was super surprised that i couldn't believe they came in the mail like, <laughs> I, I, right yeah absolutely so okay well that answers one of my other questions i couldn't remember i remember you showing me a video uh, on your phone saying, oh, yeah, I've trained a dog to not chase chickens, if I remember correctly. But I couldn't remember if they were your chickens, if you have any experience with chickens. So that just made this show that much better. So we have a uh, – and it's okay if I call you a professional dog trainer. If you get paid to do it, that makes you a professional, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Um, and you have chickens. Um, how long have you had chickens? How many chickens do you have? So I don't I don't have the chickens anymore. We moved down to Boca Raton and – you know, down here, I don't have uh, land for chicken. Uh, if I did, I'd be a, a very wealthy, wealthy, wealthy man. Um, but we had about 18 chickens when we lived up north. Um, and uh, they got dropped on us, you know, in a, in a little box. And that was, I mean, we went online and started, you know, designer chicken. Like, what do we want? It was like, like we were ordering, you know, some type of, uh, it was just a whole weird experience with the whole ordering of chickens. I, sure. I don't know. People who have never done it before, have never been exposed to it. It's, it was blown, blown away. Like we were like trying to search, like what chickens do well with other chickens, what chickens are cool looking chickens. Like it was just a very neat experience with, you know, reading up on everything. So that's, we had those up north. Yeah, I, I absolutely love when uh, we're selling coops and people ask, well, where do I get my chickens? And there's so many great options out there. And I would not be scared of buying chickens through the mail. It has been very mm -hmm. successful. I know COVID got ugly. 
um, with the USPS. Uh, it was nasty, um, but you can definitely order your chickens online. There's huge advantages to that. So that's awesome. So I want to get right into it. Um, I, you, you showed me this video and then Ingrid, whenever you're ready, you want to bring that up. I would love, uh, for you to tell me, you know, what's, what's going on here. This is where I kind of left off the conversation, uh, with you with, uh, you know, a great video too. beautiful chickens. Are those yours? Those are our chickens there, uh, right next to our main house. Uh, that's in the view right now to the upper right hand of the screen there. So we built this, we had a coop built, brought in and, and then a little fenced area, uh, around it. But on that backside of the mountain there, that's where, I mean, we get a lot of black bear. We get a lot of coyotes. We get a lot of predators that come down. Um, and we had 26 acres there. So the, on the North side of that property, looking up, you know, that, that, pro that wood line spans for acres and acres and acres and acres. So it's not like there's just another that behind us. I mean, it, there's tons of someone else acreage behind their house backed up to us. So there's a lot of property up there. Um, so what we were really afraid of is the, you know, we've heard like, you know, things coming down, prayers coming down, getting, eating the chickens, you know, making sure they get put up at night, things that you can do to deter these, uh, you know, predators from coming down. Um, but Waylon, this is our, our personal dog. Uh, Waylon comes from a, a lab uh, kennel, uh, Southern Oak Kennels in Mississippi. And they're very, 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 very well-known hunting dogs. And they breed some of the best hunting dogs, I, in my opinion, in the United States. Um, they have waiting lists up to like a year and a half, two years for dogs. Um, so his hunt lines are very, very, very strong. And most people would never even even think about putting a dog with that amount of drive around chickens. And in that video, he's probably like seven months old. Once he is six, seven months old. Um, but that's not how it started off. I, I, I started off making mistakes with him and getting him exposed to chickens. And um, there are very rookie mistakes and, you know, which please please tell us please tell us about that because i know there's gonna be a lot of people that um have probably made the same mistakes and that's ultimately what i would really love to get your opinion on is if you have chickens already and you're and well no let, let's rephrase that let's let's flip it it's usually i can't get chickens matt because i have a dog you know i would love to if you could you know just honestly speak to that from your experience what would you tell those people because again we're we want to share the word that having chickens is one of the best hobbies in the world and it's extremely easy as long as you got the right coop but i can understand you know these dogs and correct me if i'm wrong anywhere we bred these dogs to do a certain job you know when you think about that and <clears throat> i remember you telling me that you know especially with dogs that are meant to chase um when they're like hunting dogs that how are you going to break that? But I would love to, if you could, you know, talk about your experience and maybe speak to those people that say, well, I got a dog, but there's no way I can have chickens. So one, you have to look at, you know, your setup with your dog at home and your expectations that you have for your dog at home, you know, is your dog ready for that higher level of training and obedience to actually bring in such a high level of, of a distraction such as chickens? Um, and then the answer is no, then you need to work on the training aspect first and then bring on the chickens because it's not fair to the dog and it's not fair to the chickens if the dog's not ready for it or you're not ready for it. Um, and that's with anything. That's whether you're getting chickens, getting another dog, whether whatever it may be that you're adding to your pack, the dog has to be at a certain point in its obedience 
you know, behaviors that when you're asking it to do something, and I'm not talking about when you're asking it to do something in a sterile environment, like sitting inside your house. Yeah, my dog listens to me, it's super well behaved. Um, and then as soon as you go outside, oh, my, my dog doesn't really listen that well. It's, uh, you know, it would rather do X or Z. Um, it'd rather go uh, chase the, the squirrel. Well, I can promise you if, you're, if you can't, you know, control your dog around a, you know, a random squirrel, controlling your dog around a flock of excited chickens, when that dog starts to go into prey mode, you're not going to be able to control that dog. Um, so the step one is being having a good foundation with obedience with your dog um, and then really asking yourself, are we ready to introduce chickens? Doing introduction to chicken, chickens and then doing obedience is not the way to do it. You have to have your, your, your level of obedience at some point where you're ready to, you know, you know, almost uh, challenge your team to go to that extra mile with something like chickens. Okay, so let's say we feel we have that dog that's pretty obedient, okay? What would be the next step then? Okay, so do you get the chickens, you raise them, and then, you know, we often talk a lot about just introducing new chickens to an existing flock. In this case, we're talking about a dog to a new flock. What would be those steps? What would be some of those pro tips you would give someone when it does come time to introduce the, the dog to the flock? So we have to have, you know, really good, proper, easily communicative measures in place already. How do we communicate with our dog? How do we communicate positive things that the dog's doing that they're doing well, that we're able to mark those behaviors? And when they're doing something incorrectly, how are we marking those things? And the, do, does the dog value your correction when it comes to you saying, hey, don't do that? Or do they give you the bird and go, nope, F off, I'm gonna do what I want. Right. Um, and, that, and that's a problem, that's a real safety issue for those, those new you know, chickens inside that you know, coop area. Um, the other thing is going to be, you know, making sure that your dog's really good on a leash because all this training is going to start off on leash. Mm. Um, I don't invite anything off leash, especially with things like chickens, because what does a chicken do as soon as it feels like it's trapped? You know, it, it freaks out and it wants to, you know, get get away from that that area. So if your dog, you know, takes the chicken in the corner by itself, it's going to try to take flight and try to freak out to get it out of that situation when it feels stressed out. Well, that's going to excite that dog and put it into a prey mode. If you don't have a means to control that dog, i.e. a leash, I'm telling you're going to start teaching the dog or the dog is actually teaching itself how fun chickens can be. Oh. And that's not what we want um, because they become like these really great squeaky toys that freak out when you chase them. That's such a great point. All right, so don't let your chicken be a reward to the dog. And again, you got to think about a dog. Because a lot of times I also, I love when people think dogs are humans. They're not. I don't think you have a chance of no. hell being successful having a good relationship with a dog if you don't understand dog behavior. And I know that's a whole other story. Um, so I, that's, also, I also like that he's, you know, you want to set the dog up for success. You mm -hmm. want to set the whole situation up for success. And to just assume that I can have him off leash in front of a flock of birds and he'll listen to me is just it's just it's just setting him not up for success. Right. So that's something that Brady is really big on, which I yeah. love. Yeah, me too. It makes sense. It just makes sense. But I think those are probably those rookie mistakes that we make. We get impatient. Mm -hmm. We underestimate yep. maybe what the behavior of the dog is. And so Brady, one of the things I'll never forget what you're telling me is it's that quick movement, that fast movement that just must flip a switch into that prey mode, if you will. And I imagine that if that's the case, 
what is, um, you know, I know it's probably hard to explain it over on a show, but are there any things that our, our listeners can take from you to help identify, well, let's say, uh, how, how would you combat that, so, some practices what I to would do, train the what I would do quickness? Is, what I would do from the, from the start is um, if, if we do have a, a coop that is, uh, confined in an area like with chicken wire where the chickens are confined and they're not just free roaming chickens on the homestead. What I would say that you would do is use that that barrier of that chicken wire as like your, your limited advance. So I know that the chickens aren't going to come any closer to us than the chicken fence, right? So mm -hmm. I can use that as a way for training. So I don't even start the dogs off in the coop. I or the coop area, the fencing area, I start away from it. So distance is going to be everything. So the closer we are to the chickens, it's going to be more stressful or more enticing for the dog to want to be distracted by the chickens. So if we can start working the dog with simple obedience behaviors, whether it's playing fetch or just simple walking on a leash near the kennel or by the coop area, I can now go, all right, I'm going to be 10 feet from the kennel, uh, the, the chicken wire. I'm going to be, you know, okay, the dog cannot focus. It can't even look at me when I'm asking it to do things. I'm asking the dog to face me with its back towards the chickens, and it can't even do that at 15 feet. So we're going to move to 20 feet. So when we start to gauge of where that dog is, where eventually that dog is going to start to understand the value is not the chickens, is, is the values us. Um, that's going to be how I start most the dogs off around the coops is around distance work, you know, with a leash, um, doing some type of obedience work with some type of food reward, um, some type of high value reward for giving me the intention and not being distracted by the chickens. And that would be step one, in my opinion, and not just going straight into the coop. The thing I, I don't like doing right out of the gate is a lot of people like they do the same thing with babies. You know, they take this newborn baby and they like shove it in the dog's face and like, look, yeah. like um, that. I, me, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I, I'm more of the leadership role where this is mine. This is my chicken. This is my baby. This is just off limits for you to mess with. This off limits for you to play with. You're going to coexist together, but it's not. You're never going to be at a higher pecking order than than this item here, and you're going to realize that by just how I interact with this thing and interact with you, and how you're not going to interact with this. So I do that with babies. Like I have a brand new newborn baby on the deck. I just uh, I was born two weeks ago. Um, even though I know my dogs are good with kids, the first thing I do is don't like come home and like look. A, sniff it like no no we're gonna build <laughs> understanding like yeah i have my space the baby has his space and you're gonna respect that space until i invite you into our personal space um that's not done when you want um so i would do the same aspect for chickens and i'm not in the camp of you know showing it and letting it like explore with it freely um, I'm more open to that idea when it comes to puppies um, with, a, with more guidance because things can go less south with puppies um, where we can behaviors a lot quicker. The consequences of something going bad is a lot less than an adult dog. Um, if they, you know, get spooked or they, or they get reactive or they just get excited and want to nip, um, those are things that we can kind of mitigate with it being a puppy and the size of it where we can help guide a lot more. So those things might be more, you know, 
closer in proximity at first when it comes to training. Gotcha. Okay, so great advice. Distance, step one. Uh, if you're just joining us, we are live. It is August 2nd, 2022. Welcome to Video it's Chicken Live. September God, 2nd. September. Yeah. I can't get August out of my head. I'm sorry. I'm re- August I, I, is over. I don't want to admit it's September <laughs> I already. I tell you, we, we are in the time of year with our business where now it's all crap. We <laughs> Oh, that's a whole other story. So, yeah, you're right. I'm, just, I'm refusing to admit it's September. Um, we have Brady Foster uh, from Canine, uh, Canine Gunner tactical uh who's a professional dog trainer uh who's also a previous chicken owner i met him down in florida one day had a great talk asked him would you be willing to come on the show thank god i'm so happy he remembers us if you have any questions um for brady please let us know i see a bunch of comments coming in so that is awesome uh we are here talking about one of the questions we get all the time is can i have a dog and chickens together and i'm gonna say yes i have always said and Ingrid's gonna argue with me and she, she might be right i don't know <laughs> i believe you can train a dog to just about do anything, but you may not have to, you might have to train differently or whatever, but you do have to be able to recognize what that dog is saying to you. And I think that if you don't recognize that dog language, you're doomed. And I, and I, I can see that Brady's mentioning that because even when you're coming up, if that dog is, it's just like a kid, they're distracted, like, Oh, let me go, let me go. And they're not listening to you, which maybe worked when there wasn't the distraction. Well, there you go. They're not ready yet. And that just makes sense. Approach slowly. Now I also would like to mention, Wow, another check in the box for the positive reason to have a run attached to your hen house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to introduce a puppy or a dog, um, another great reason to have a run on your chicken coop. So awesome. Uh, so Brady, again, thank you so much for being here. Are there any questions yet before we get into step two? I hope, I'm assuming there's a step two. Um, Maureen just asked, would you ever use a training collar? Ooh, training collar. And there's all kinds of different training yes. collars, and that's a touchy subject. I tell you, there's times I don't like it. So, I think people use it wrong. Yes. So there's obviously with anything we do in dog training, there's a thousand different ways to do it. And there's a thousand different options out there to do it. Um, when it comes to training collars, there's, you know, tons on the market that are available to you. Um, the, the best thing I always get, do with everyone is, one, you have to find a trainer in your local area or online to be able to link up with to teach you how to introduce these things properly and when to introduce these things just oh. because you know they're available for you to buy doesn't mean you've seen this guy on you know, on youtube use this you know let's just say this e-collar the shot collar and the dog's perfect and then you get it and you think all you got to do is put it on the dog and it understands it or will get that unfortunately when it comes to training tools if we're not using them correctly and depending on the dog we can run the risk of actually building a negative association to something that we're getting the dog to want to like, right? So the dog is reactive or barking, maybe excitedly, you know, nervously at chickens. And then we get this new nifty training colors because you saw this YouTube video on it. And next thing you know, the first time you're exposing it is around this chicken. Now the dog thinks this chicken just made this happen. I really don't like this thing now. And I'm 10 times more nervous with this chicken than I was before. And on our head, we're trying to think, oh no, we're going to correct the behavior because we're telling it no, and it understands what's going on. And it's so far from the truth. It's, it's bad because we're actually building a, a negative association to the chicken, which is going to be very hard to undo. And eventually that dog is probably going to end up hurting a chicken. Um, to try to turn off that pressure. Oh. And also Brady, interesting. Well, I will agree that that also 
kind of hurts the the trust building that you do when you train with a dog because that's one of the things that um, is a huge benefit from any kind of dog training, whether it's just basic obedience or training it to be around people or chickens or babies, is the trust uh, bond you have with the dog. And the more you do that, the more you build that bond, correct? Yep. So if uh, you follow us or you, you if you do start following us, um, you know we're real big on bond and relationship. Build a bond, build trust, build your team. That's our slogan. That's what we live by. Um, whether we're training a dog, we've we've trained. Uh, we're very well known for aggression rehab dogs, dogs that have ripping off body parts off humans, um, lips, you know, whatever have you. We we've seen it. Um, and building that relationship is super important for us before introducing any type of um, corrections in training. Uh, as you see here in this video, uh, this is uh, Waylon the puppy. This is probably at, uh, probably like four months old. Um, this was with uh, kids at a soccer field. And starting off as a puppy, we want the dog to start realizing where our values from. I want him to be neutral with everything in the environment, but me, I want his focus to be with me no matter what's going on. Whether the kids are wanting to pet, I want his focus to be with me. He can check in with things, kids, say hi, whatever. But that's not where the excitement and fun comes from. Um, you know, we do train with food. We train with the dog's allotment of food for the day. Um, we bring that value to our relationship of giving that attention to us. Um, and that does pay dividends over time with the dogs. Most people think it's real cute to have the puppy say hi to everyone and say hi to to do things in the environment. But I think that just becomes a huge distraction as the dog gets older because what you say, which most clients say to me is, my dog doesn't care about me when we go out. My dog ignores me. It's more concerned about this random person who just came up that wants to pet it. Why? Because you built the dog to be what I call a pet whore. It, it literally <laughs> looks for every opportunity. That's to, Gus. To I did, go yes. seek value. Oh, that is so um, my dog. That is so funny. <laughs> Um, so, so that comes so, through building relationships with dogs. Um, and that's, and that's what's going to be important with going into challenging your dog around chickens is what's the value relationship between the two of you. Does it look at you as, um, a, you know, someone who's more of like a leader who it's looking towards when it's stressed and looking forward towards guidance. And when you do correct it, if you give it like a no correction or, Hey, let's not do that. Do they value that correction of you saying it, or they kind of not listen to you. Yeah. And those are things that I would need to work on first prior to exposing it to chickens. Um, so I wanted to uh, see and talk real quick about the step two, but I see another question coming up and this is a question I have on my list. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up right now because I don't want to okay. forget. And it's already 1239. If you're just joining us, I see the audience is still building. Thank you so much. We are live. It is September 2nd, 2022. We have Brady from Boca Raton, uh, Florida live right now. He is the owner of Gunner, a canine Gunner tactical. And if you have any questions uh, for him when it comes to chickens and dogs, please leave them in the comment section. But the question I can't wait to ask I'm just going to mention it now because I want people to know. Yeah, I'm going to ask it. If you had to pick your best breed, your favorite breed for protecting your flock, is there one? So, Brady, we're going to get to that. that would, I kind of I can't wait to get to that question. And maybe there isn't one. I don't. <laughs> Look I at don't, those faces. <laughs> I don't know. But I know that's a question we also get a lot. Can I have chickens with dogs? Or if I'm going to get a dog, which one should I have? So and I that's, can't, that's what I would ask. Can't wait to get to that. So yeah. um, Brady did uh, tell us step one. If you are going to introduce your dog to the flock, distance. 
All right. In in a nutshell, uh, well, if you're gradually ju- move towards where they're not. Right, right. If you didn't catch it, well, I I would take a step back from that. Based on what he said, you have to work on your relationship with your dog first, yeah, before you even go outside. Right. Th- that is correct. Yeah, and that then is you correct. go outside and work the perimeter, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I would say step one is going to be how are you communicating with your dog? Real and and in the chicken world. I, I trained my rooster when I had it. We I did clicker training with my rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I called it my cock training. And um, <laughs> Brilliant. We, well oh done. Oh, God. Now we're going to get the porn. Here, here comes Brady. the porn link. Sorry. <laughs> um, and what we do is we use the clicker for marker, uh, marking behaviors that we want the dog, dog to do. Um, and a lot of dog trainers seek these trainers overseas who they pay to go to to literally do clicker training with a chicken so the entire dog training course is with a chicken um, where it's all about timing and communication with through a clicker to get a chicken to do certain behaviors um, on a table if you can do that you can master training a chicken you can master training a puppy or, or dogs mm-hmm. so we're really big on using clickers for communication and that's a whole different you know dissecting that and we have video links on our YouTube page of how we use our clickers and how to introduce a clicker to your dog for the first time. Uh, again, those are all free on our, our YouTube page. Okay, hold on. Very all right. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Yeah, we'll Pump the brakes for a second. Hold on. My mind has just been blown. And I think I recall, I don't know if this was a conversation I had with you, Brady, or if it was someone else. I'm just remembering now someone telling me there's actually a program it was here in Durham. Yes. It was when we did the uh, the documentary. The documentary of uh, the guy from Latvia or whatever he it came over. Latvia, but yeah, Latvia, Cro- Croatia. No, it was Latvia. No, it wasn't. I'll Wait, promise you, it was Latvia. I will it bet you. L T V. I'll put money on it. Latvia. I'll put money on it. It's Croatia. Okay, anyways, he, he's here doing a documentary on backyard chickens in America. So we need a calendar and a map. And one of them, one of them was that he went down to Durham where they were training dog trainers and they started with chickens yeah. chickens are extremely food oriented motivated so they're they're not that hard to train right okay so there's that whole in world that, i forgot that. about that and yeah. then number two and it's huge um i mean talk about a t-shirt i train my cock um <laughs> that is brilliant that is absolutely they're brilliant gonna have to give brady a cut <laughs> we're gonna probably we're gonna have to do a whole nother show on that because i'll guarantee you people are like oh my god i want to train my cock um oh here we go oh speaking of roosters cocks i'm getting uh, a clicker oh well, you have two of them you didn't tell me hold on oh this is where oh, everyone's about there's you, there's chickens in the back. There's they're purse oh, they're you, purse chickens. Brady. Yeah, here we go. Purse chick. Oh no, you have another what? one. Were you, were you gonna break it out later? That's oh yeah, a you, full grown, a full grown rooster. Our chicken Nista here. She you won't believe <laughs> the surprises she'll pull out of a bag when you leave. And you have another one down well, in there. He had to have his girlfriend for the oh for the God. ride. <laughs> oh, so we're not gonna show the girlfriend. I want to see the other one. Okay. Well, no, let's hold Uh, on. Let's hold on. We're going to bring up. I truly thought I've seen it all. (laughs) Oh, no. No, not until you. uh... Okay. Well, here she is. Um, So, well, you should probably flip. No, they'll probably tip over. Okay. Well, um, and for the people that are not live, well, well, (laughs) the people that are listening to this later after we are live, we are live now. If you're listening right now, you are live now. But uh the people that listen to the podcast miss the opportunity to see what is going on right now of course Kristen, once I again just pulled some chickens out of my pulled chick- yeah, who, who doesn't yeah, who doesn't yeah. um all right I'm, I'm getting a clicker that's for sure um i train my cock that is a t-shirt uh all day long well, okay. I, I pulled my cock out of my purse okay 
Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad, not bad at all. I can't believe Kristen said that. Um, yeah, I, I, right. don't, I don't think I did. <laughs> all right, so it's actually already twelve forty-four. So I would love to. Okay, so step one is not distance, but I, he, I, we're gonna go back. He did say that, but I would agree. Yes, he, Brady did say though the first thing to do is establish that you can even maybe even you're ready to train your dog. Okay, and then we're I said we have a good communication network with your exactly, dog prior exactly. Exactly. So after we establish that, we think, okay, I'm ready to train my dog. Then what do I do? And okay, so, so step one, distance and recognize all that. So we talked about that, and that was awesome advice. What would be then? I'm just gonna say step two. Okay, your dog's is like coming up to the hen house, coming up to the run. I'm assuming we're looking for a dog that obeys what you say, reacts to everything you say, and that's telling you, okay, I got control of the situation. Now let's maybe check the next level. And if so, what would that be? Or what, what is step so, two? So with step one, with introduction outside the coop and doing all that stuff, we're going to also introduce a place location, the ability for a dog to stay on a perch like these uh, these beautiful hens are doing. <laughs> uh, hens, what are they? Uh, Roosters. A male. male and a female. Uh, Remember, I brought. You sure? Girlfriend. Did they identify? Did they tell you? Hey, I <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, so it's a it's a, literally like a place board. So this one's a raised one. The the higher the uh, the you know place location, the easier it is for the dog to maintain it because mm -hmm. it's a little bit more for the dog to come off of it then it's just like oh. a, like a piece of carpet on the ground place location this is a, this is a place location called uh, a moat by mo marsh this is their it's called their final stand um it is a hunting stand that is put in marsh so it raises the dog out of the water and those legs extend to even go up higher. So the dog doesn't have to sit in cold water when we're hunting. Um, but I, I use them for duration uh, work with the dog. Duration work with the dogs are super important to be able to build your dog's impulse control for them to do nothing but just hang out on their place location. When the dog's doing phenomenal with that, then you can start adding distractions around them or I bring them into the coop with you. Um, you can bring them into the coop with you on leash when you go let out your chickens where they're, they're nice and close to you, where they're doing just a little bit of exploring um, away from you. Or you can also in include the place location inside your coop so the dog has its location while you're doing things and the ch chickens are moving around around them. We are building that understanding that you need to leave these things alone. They're not a value to you um, and do what I whatever that may be sit here or walk with me or ignore the chickens or just hang out um, biggest thing that you need to do is make sure the dog is able to not go after the chickens and if it does attempt to we're able to stop the dog from doing it so place is the first and strongest command you have to get yeah what a bunch of great yeah tips and it just makes sense i love when things just make sense um and the higher you go the harder it is for them to jump off so you're really motivating them probably without them really realizing it mm -hmm. um that makes great sense and you call and it's called a duration so the duration you're referring to that they stay there for a duration of time i'm assuming so mm -hmm. place locator and and then introduce those things that should possibly trigger them and as long as they stay there no that's a great way to learn don't go into chase because it's obviously it, being up higher is a little bit more difficult for them so you're setting them up for success right, right? and you have to also what brady is explaining too is that it's it's more valuable for the dog to stay in place 
that it is to chase the chickens because of the bond that you have for mm -hmm. him. Yeah. So there's more there's more value for for the dog to do that. Outstanding. All I right. Would, I would think place and leave it would probably be big around chickens. <laughs> right. Okay. So we are. It's already twelve forty eight. Our audience has continued to grow. So again, I just want to mention we are live. We, it is September second, twenty twenty two. We have Brady Foster from Canine Gunner Tactical live right here. Uh, a gentleman I met down in Florida. Hopefully, we're gonna be back in Florida this winter. I'm hoping to get away. Um, I tell you, one of the best things about traveling is just coming crossing paths with people and, and i remember people. yeah it is one of the best things uh if you are ever thinking about you know what i'm just gonna sell everything i'm gonna go get a camper i'm gonna go travel it is one of the best things i tell you one of the things you may never realize is when you pull over into a walmart parking lot you're like screw it i'm gonna stay the night here it's actually pretty darn cool but anyways <laughs> that's the whole world of camping um so if you have any questions uh for a professional dog trainer when it comes to chickens and i'm so Glad to hear, and I don't remember that, that he actually had chicken. So that just makes us even better. Um, so would there be a step three that we can uh, go into next? Uh, I mean, step three would be more of the off-leash or a drag-leash, where the dog's able to roam freely when you're letting out the chickens, feeding the chickens, cleaning the coops type of stuff, where the dog's able to do his thing and start to have a little bit more ability to make a mistake um, and not be so, you know, handcuffed to you um, where you're not physically allowing him to learn. So every dog's going to make a mistake. They're always going to get corrected at some point. Your levels of corrections are going to ch change with each dog. Um, I look at it just like kids. Um, you know, my corrections for my daughter are much different than my corrections for my son. Um, if I look at my daughter, you know, and raise my voice, she's, you know, dead for a week and a half. Um, if I do that to my son, he looks like I have 10 heads and I didn't do anything. So, um, the value of correction needs to be, you know, understood and warranted by the, you know, that dog. And so that's just knowing your dog and what works. Um, and you know, people are like, well, what's a correction? Again, every dog's going to be different. One of them could just be a verbal correction. Hey, let's not do that. Nice stern correction. Um, some dogs need a little bit more pop on the uh, leash. Um, there's other means of corrections out there. If it's been introduced away from the uh, stimuli, so in a neutral environment, you know, if I ask the dog to sit inside and it doesn't, what what form of correction are we using to start to communicate with the dog? Like, hey, I asked you to do something. Let's do it. Um, so those are, those forms of corrections are always introduced away from things that the dogs are having issues with. Okay. So, um, I think that, okay. So that makes perfect sense. Um, so there's three steps of the, <laughs> so we just started playing. I wanted to jump to another video. We, uh, have about 10 minutes before we hit the one o'clock Brady. I'm assuming I still have a couple more minutes with you. You got all the time you want. Oh, you're the man. Thank you so much. So again, if you're just joining us, it is September 2nd, 2022. <laughs> um, we are live with Brady, a professional dog trainer. Um, I wanted to tell, I just want to share a real quick story that I think uh, maybe Brady will appreciate. And another little, probably one of the coolest things. My, my dad has got stories like you wouldn't believe. Every time I see my dad, I'm like, I can't believe I'm just now at 43 years old finding out about this. My dad... Um, when he was in Vietnam, he was a grunt. He got shot at. They threw grenades at him. He was the real deal. And he's, you know, it's just nuts. So uh, with that said, first, I want to say, uh, Brady, thank you for your service. And I want to share this story because I think you'll appreciate it and everyone else. My dad trained two puppies when he was in Vietnam. He bought them a candy bar each. 
from a local Vietnamese kid, if I remember the story correctly, and he trained one to sm sniff out, he named him WP, white phosphorus, and he trained the other one, uh, Brady, maybe you'll know what I'm getting at because I, I don't remember, uh, but he was able to train his two puppies that he kept in his rucksack to smell out these explosives, and I, I was very successful with it. I just, I just, it just, I love that story because one, it's my dad. That's badass. I'm going to buy two puppies with candy bars and these dogs, they, you know, I, I say about it with Gus, you know, oh, he's slobbering. Oh, he's hairy. I bet you that dog has already saved our life. And we don't even know it. Dogs are just awesome. And it's probably one of the biggest reasons why I'm a dog lover. And I just love when there is that, re that relationship between animal and man for a good thing in this case the dogs um so speaking of that you know I, I mentioned a little bit a little while ago a question that i've been dying to ask and i'm sure there's not one blanket answer or whatever but people are asking all the time and i would love to know if i was gonna go out and get a dog that i said i want to be very successful for protecting my flock and there's some breeds we hear about a lot and i'm not exactly sure why uh, but it's a common breed we hear a lot. And I've seen it with my own eyes, uh, protecting a cock farm, actually not far from here. And boy, that dog did a good job. But um, Brady, if you if someone came to you and said, Brady, I, I, I want to get a dog that's going to protect my flock. My chicken's going to free range. You know, I got your normal property. What would you suggest? Well, I think that answer is going to depend on where you live um, and what the job of the dog actually is going to be is it going to be a, a homestead dog that lives outside all the time um you know i'm not going to put a a lab outside in the freezing cold you know icy winters you're going to need something that's a little bit more can withstand those those low temperatures and be able to sustain for long periods of time outside by itself so i think a lot of that decides on depends on where you live and what you're asking of the dog um and then from there if it's solely going to be used for the homestead, just like I tell people who need service dogs, I, I, I buy the dogs that are for the job. I don't, I, I you dogs. I love people that rescue dogs. I think it's amazing. But when your one purpose is for some type of workability, you go and purchase that workability period because you're talking about the genetics, uh, temperament, everything that you need to have as much as you have the ability to pick. And even though it could go left, it could go right after you get the puppy, mm -hmm. it could not all it out, but you're setting your, that dog up for success where it's not fair to some people asking dogs to do certain tasks that it, it would never, it should never be doing. It's not comfortable doing the task and you're forcing the dog through it, through a lot of pressure in your training. Um, that's not fair. So you need to get the right job, the right dog for the right job. Um, so I think doing your research and, and, and making sure that you're, you are talking to breeders and, and explain to them what exactly you're looking for the dog to do. Um, but always knowing that that doesn't mean the dog's going to do it you have to continue doing that training and setting the dog up for success throughout the young uh, puppyhood of the dog. And I always say, get a puppy um, when it comes to that. Okay. So uh, Brady, if you ever want a future career in politics, you're on the right track. Um, so he, we couldn't well get the, we're, we can't get the exact answer out of him, but that is great advice. Cause that kind of reminds me of us. People ask us all the time, what kind of chickens should I get? What's the best breed for egg production? What's the friendliest? It's, you can't really answer that, but it's easier to answer 
Here's what you want to think about. So that makes perfect sense. Where are you going to be? And I do agree with that. And again, I love people that rescue dogs. My goal when I have my farm again, I love when you can rescue a bunch of dogs, put them in a pack, roam free, just kind of be dogs. All right. When you got the area for it, you don't want to go get a border collie and stick them in an apartment when that dog just wants to run and hurt. You know what I mean? My, I had to grow up with collies. I hated it. That dog would always hurt the car. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Um, anyways, so... I, I agree with that. Okay, if you're going to get a dog for a specific reason, you have that opportunity to pick. Um, and that I feel that's what I did with Gus. I mean, I picked Gus because I needed a guard dog, you know, and he is a hell of a natural guard dog. He probably would never hurt a fly. But my God, I didn't have to train him to guard. And they just know there is every once in a blue moon, someone will come here and Gus does not like him. Gus loves everyone. But it is crazy just that sense dogs have, or you go to approach our vehicle. We don't have to lock our doors. Windows are all the way down. You won't go near that truck, I promise you. I've tried to, remember, I tried to bribe some people. I, like, I want to see what happens. Not paying for the stitches, but I want to see what happens if you reach in that truck. Um, so th that is great advice. I hope that answers everyone's question out there. Um, so, I mean, the big, the big thing with the dogs is, you know, when we're talking about, you know, protection of a flock, you know, we want a dog who's wants to bark, you know, having a dog on, on homestead that is, is vocal. That's important. Um, uh, having a dog that wants to mark territory, who wants to piss all over the, the surrounding area, that's going to warn off predators that come in at nighttime and start smelling those, those scents of that, you know, that other predator that may, may lurk behind, you know, another tree, a bush. Um, and then the sound of, you know, it being a confident dog, um, when it sees something, does it alert? Does it want to, you know, challenge that, that predator coming into your pack or does it go, Oh shit, what is that? I'm going to hightail it and go to the house. That's a problem. That's not a, that's not a homestead dog that you want. Um, so not every dog fits the bill, um, for those things. And that's why it's important to make sure that you're doing your homework and getting the right dog for that. So naysayers that say, oh, you can't train a shepherd to do that. You can't train a Belgian Malinois to do that. Those dogs are, you know, born to chase and hunt and track down and capture and all that. I, I sent you guys a video of a Belgian Malinois doing, you know, detection uh, drug work around uh, around goats. Um, you know, that dog is is, you know, being distracted by by other dogs, being distracted by by goats. Um, I'm throwing food around the, uh, the little boxes so it can see um, uh, the, so the, so the goats start eating around the little detection boxes. Um, you can, if, when you have the right dog, the right communication network with that dog and the right, you know, valued to that, you know, relationship, that dog will do anything. This, this is not a video. This is just, this is just two strangers walking up, asking me what I was doing. I was doing retrieval work. <laughs> yeah. I wanted um, to show that. My example is the dog doesn't just jump down and go say hi to these people. And I walk about 50 feet to the other, other way. This is exposure to gunfire with a Whalen and a police dog. Um, whether you're on a homestead that you're, you're shooting, you know, that you want your dog to be neutral at gunfire, there's a proper way to do it and an improper way to do it. You want your dog to, you know, be neutral to sounds such as gunfire and things like that and not get excited or get scared of it. Um, so again, neutrality to the environment is important no matter what the environment 
contains, whether it's chickens, whether it's, you know, um, gunfire, whether it's strangers, whatever it may be, I want the dog to not be faced by it. And that, again, starts at a young age um, where I can control those things. And the same thing with gunfire, we do distance work at first. We bring it from a far distance and bring it closer, just like we do with the chickens. Distance first, bring it mm. closer. Um, we don't just start right up on the firing line with that dog. It makes good sense. So, Brady, I thank you so much for that. If we can, uh, it is 1 o'clock. And I would love to now, uh, Ingrid, I, I, I haven't hardly even looked at the questions and comments coming in, but I thought if you wanted to pick a couple, uh, Brady is uh, willing to answer some questions from our viewers. I definitely appreciate it. If you're just joining us, this is Brady Foster from Canine Gunner Tactical. Uh, he has his own YouTube channel, and I can tell you, we have our own YouTube channel. And one of the greatest things you can do for someone that has a YouTube channel, go subscribe. Um, go hit that notifications bell. Support these channels. We actually work hard to build this audience and it, it, it's difficult it's difficult and i'm so thankful that we have ingrid on our team to that's helped grow our youtube channel so please uh brady uh thank you for so much for being here and uh our audience Absolutely. i'm sure you've gained something from him please go support him and instagram i believe he has an instagram yes. channel and as well. i will put all the links on our um on the youtube live stream that will just live on our youtube channel to um to brady's youtube and his website and his instagram so you can all follow and Awesome. Watch. All right, so we're going to do uh, kind of a rapid fire. I know it's not easy. I don't have a lot of questions. I think There's more comments. Well, one of them was, okay, I saw a question come up. says, well, how do I get my chickens to stop pecking my dog? The dog's butt. Was the dog's chicken. butt. That was the yep. <laughs> That's more of I mean, that's a, training the chicken, that's, right? That's, that's in your guys' uh, realm. Right that's, uh, that's I'm going I'm to soften that one back to you. I, I think that chicken is hungry and is pecking yeah. well, that, that reminds up me, the wrong tree. There. That reminds me last Thursday when we were doing a test run on the call-in section that someone says, well, how do I train my hens to stop chasing my cock, my, my, my roosters? Or rooster, it's whatever he said. It was mean to the rooster. It yeah. was mean to the rooster. Yeah, I guess that would be on us. I don't know. Yeah. So Danielle has a question. Mm -hmm. She's like, do you think it's possible to train a bird dog to not eat chickens? My dog is six years old and no longer hunts birds, but did at one time. So the dog, yep. that's what the dog So, did. So from an early age, that dog to Waylon, that lab in that video is a hunting dog. It has never been on a live hunt before, but the genetics are there. Like, I mean, he came out at eight weeks old wanting to chase things down and bring it back. I mean, that's what they're wired to do. Um, what I think you need to do is make sure you have a very clear communication network with him and letting him know that like, this is not okay. Just like on a hunt when I, if I go shoot and there's four birds that drop and there's six dogs on a line, that doesn't mean my dog gets to go retrieve. No, sir. The other two dogs might be going out and gonna go get those, those birds. It doesn't mean every bird is, is his bird. And having a dog that understands denials, meaning when I throw a ball out, when I would start doing is like simple stuff, like when you're playing fetch with them, throwing a ball out and not releasing them right away, walking them the opposite direction from, from where mm. you threw a ball. Yeah. Uh, simple denial that the dog doesn't start to assume everything is his when it's moving or he wants to chase. That ability to have the impulse control, building impulse control is going to be very, very helpful for his ability to just not act and him to actually think. Um, so using his what his prior training has been, his stability work on a gun line when he, they're hunting is going, should bounce over into your training where you start doing that stability work inside your coop. 
but never allowing that, uh, the ability to ever chase your chickens. And if he does, he, he knows that that behavior is not okay and not tolerated, whatever means that that means for you guys and your, in your team. But that needs to be very clear from day one as like, that is not okay. That's not happening again. All right. We're going to try this one more time. I'm going to rephrase it differently. If Brady <laughs> oh. bought a farm, He's got chickens. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and get a new family pet that's going to be on the job, on the payroll. What breed am I going to go pick to train that I want to make sure if there's a nighttime predator lurking behind a tree, um, someone's approaching to steal the eggs out of my coop, what would that breed be? I mean, I, I would, I would, my mouse, my, my Belgian Malinois. I mean, that's just me. That's, I mean, I, I've taught two Belgian Malinois to, you know, do perimeter checks on, on properties, go out, release them, go check the perimeter, make sure there's no one on property that doesn't need to be on property. You're talking about like these high-end protection dogs um, that people sell to like high net worth people to make sure that there's no one inside your home, no one outside your property. Um, but I mean, that's, that's me. Uh, but the Antolian Shepherd is another good one for most yeah. people that have, you know, a lot of properties and they you know, can, can property. you say that can you say that yeah. name again antonian shepherd uh um, antonian shepherd antonio what's it antonio antonio yeah i have i have a friend a with a the work mm -hmm. oh, i'll have to definitely check There's that out i've never the, heard that one i know people that use life they're like livestock guarding dogs yeah in and the, the um there's the yeah, great pyrenees they, they, and the Great Pyrenees, Caracachin, which I think I know someone that's got like a couple yeah, of those on a farm. Yeah, that's a that's like I think that's a sh uh, off of the Great Pyrenees, mm -hmm. like a, a, a spinoff breed. It's yeah, it's it's similar, and they're 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 used to being outside. They're used to alerting yeah. for coyotes and all sorts of predators. I have a friend with a working farm who has a mix of a couple of those, and mm -hmm. um, it's a different game though. Like this this dog as a puppy had to sleep in the barn with a sheep. Yeah. Like the, the dog that they, they actually initiate, I, I, I don't know if this is right, but they didn't have a bond with the dog. Initially, they had the dog bond with a sheep. Mm. Like the dog never comes inside. It, it's now a wonderful like companion, but well, not come really companion. like they, they have to draw that line a bit. Like they, it, it's not invited inside. Yeah, so there's, if you, uh, if you go on to, um, I think it's uh, if you have the Disney Channel like subscription, whatever it's called, mm -hmm. Disney Plus, mm -hmm. on the Planet version of it or the History Channel version of it on the app, there's a a, a, a series called Man, Woman, Dog, hmm. and it's a it's a uh, it's a documentary about dogs working. Period. So they go over livestock dogs. They go out. Uh, I don't know what state they're in but they do livestock dogs my buddy barton ramsey who breeds the uh, labs he's on there as well with his his labs that do work for humans right retrieving um the ducks um and there's a couple other livestock like homestead style dogs on there and the, the antonio i can't even say the, the breed's name shepherd um that dog's on there as well um, and then you have huskies that are on there um, that do work stuff, um, you know, pulling sleds. So it's a really neat documentary about just working dogs in general. I'll have to check that out. I think it's the Smith Smithsonian, if I'm saying that right, uh, is on the Disney Plus. I have Smithsonian. I don't have Disney Plus. 
Well, okay, uh, I know. Jeez. I know. I I'm pretty, but we have Disney Plus, and I think that is a, a section in there. Yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe it's history. Maybe it's National Geographic. Just Google. Not, Just Google. I think it's National Geographic. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank good. you. Very, hey, Brady, listen, thank you so much. It was great to see you again. I can't thank you enough for all your info. It was excellent. Uh, I hope our viewers appreciated it. Uh, again, if you guys can, please go to Canine Gunner Tactical. Check out Brady's videos. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, and, of course, you, if you have any questions, I'm sure there's ways to contact Brady in any way, yes. shape, or form. Not sure how he runs his business, but he's running his own business. I love people that have their own business. Go support him in any way possible. And can we have him on again? Well, well, we better, Brady. <laughs> yeah, we got to we gotta learn about this cock training. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. train my cock. Do you? Yeah, I'll, I'm getting a clicker. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a video. It's, okay, uh, yeah. Of, of cock. We'll bring Kristen and Francis, yes. the rooster, back and see what she learns. Mm -hmm. That's right. I have a... I'm you a, have homework now. Yeah, a hobby. Oh, dear God. <laughs> All right, awesome. I, my hobby. I, think, I, I think that you guys should challenge yourself and, you know, pick up a clicker and try to... Uh, Teach your uh, teach your chicken something. There's about a thousand and one YouTube videos of uh, chicken clicker training out there. I don't know. Can I click clicker training my boss? Uh, oh, I wish that could work. Can, can we do that on Matt? You... <laughs> I did bring in pie. Maybe. I should have clicked first. You guys know exactly how to get your freaking way with me. I'm such manager, an easy manager. pusher. <laughs> yes, that is my book. I will write one day. Manage manager Brady. Thank you so much. Thank we will you. talk to you Absolutely. again soon. Have a great Thank weekend. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Take Thank care. Bye-bye. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That I went really something. well. That went extremely well because you never know what's going to happen when you bring someone on. I just know when I met him for the first time, we hit it off. It was just great listening to him, especially when he immediately was like, this is why it happens. And it just makes sense because it's kind of like anything. If you got to figure out what's really going on, if you want to fix a problem, and not that training a dog is a problem, but there's you know there's challenges there. You got to figure out how to fix it. And I think that was just really good general information because there really is no just black and white answer. That there really isn't. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, and that's why when I I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm -hmm. when I I did my um, pre-interview with Brady. I'm so um, glad he passed the test. I didn't think he was going to pass the injured <laughs> test. I'll be honest with you. I said there's not a chance in hell. I, I'm very, you know. There's I, a reason why it took so long to have him on or any type of dog training yeah. show because it's like Ingrid's like, no, no, not doing it. <laughs> if you do it, I'm not going to be here. Now, she doesn't actually talk like that. She's actually very nice, but that was just for entertainment purposes. But thank you, Ingrid. So was that so <laughs> that bad? That's a really no, nice disclosure. Yeah, thanks for that. Mm. Um, but Disclaimer. no, because he, he and I agree with, with positive reinforcement with building the bond and basic obedience and that and and he and I also spoke about how like not every dog is going to be able to do all the things that you want them to do. The expectations that we have on animals and especially dogs to do things when they're just not capable of it. Yeah, or you just get okay. the wrong breed. You think you're going to have an apartment dog that's a yeah. You know, just you just my God, please understand what these dogs were bred to do. I know. I see so many times on next door, they're like, My husky got out again. I'm like, you can't have a husky <laughs> in a backyard in a little suburb with nothing to do. It's gonna jump the fence right. and it's gonna go. These dogs are meant to work and I <laughs> yeah. think it's cruel to be honest with you, if you don't let them in a positive way, do what they're meant to do. Because that's what really mm -hmm. makes them happy, you know. Um, they so do like to have a job. Yes. They do. And the thing about clicker training, I'll just say this, having done that. Timing, and it's the same thing with when you use treats. It's the timing. You it's have critical. to get the timing. Okay. Yes. Right. So it's like they do the behavior, click. When mm. you mark it, it has to be. Because if you do it too late, it's not marking the behavior. 
All right, so I, I couldn't agree more, and that's when I get so frustrated. A dog takes a dump, the puppy takes a dump in the corner an hour later. Then you're gonna think the dog's gonna, re the puppy's gonna remember when you mm. go to rub their nose in the crap. No, it, come on, it, timing is everything. I, um, I do have one comment. I, I, the last dog I had, I adopted a very senior chocolate lab that was clearly a hunting dog at some point, and he was actually fine with my chickens. But if I ever like had to pick up a chicken and hold it upside down by the feet, which sometimes I might rarely do to transport if they're freaking out or whatever. It does kind of calm them. Um, uh, that dog would get so excited just oh, yeah. seeing a bird upside down held by the feet. But other than that, he mm. really never bothered them as long as they were just walking around. Maybe so they were mad at you because they thought something was wrong with the chicken, and maybe they got excited. Well, at you. a hunting when they yeah when they get made ducks, sense. they they're like yeah. they're held up that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that just triggered a memory. It was like a flashback right. for the dog. Right. And <laughs> okay. Then, and then I did have an Australian Shepherd that was so good with the chickens. We could go on vacation and leave her in the yard with the chickens wow. going in and out or whatever. She was fantastic. But it took about a year for her to get used to them enough so that she ignored them. Sweet. All right. It is one thirteen. Is Gus good with chickens? Uh, Gus, he it's hard to say because he's such a big dog. He is fine around chickens that are inside a coop, inside a run. Um, there have been some times that it appears he is harming them when he sits on them or holds them like he's holding them for us. And I'll never forget the one time uh, we had baby turkeys, and he, he hugs them. There's none. Um, he's a little overprotective. He when we've is had chicks in, in here, though. Oh my! That's the only time I got worried about Gus for me. Oh, yeah. Is when I've held like when there was like baby chickens, and he just gets really like, "What are you doing?" Yes, yeah. Gus. He gets a little. A fr our French chirping. mastiff mm -hmm. will, if he thinks you're about to hurt another animal or take away his pet. Yeah. He goes in apeshit mode. Mm -hmm. Like, it is scary. Uh, and I just imagine, he's just like, don't take this thing away. I, I don't know. Um, all right, so uh, that was awesome, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any now questions in general, please leave them in there. I thank you so much for joining us this wonderful Friday afternoon. Um, I do got some things I want to make sure we bring up again, and that is if you can uh, send us a picture. I want to do a contest. Send us a picture of your chicken using one of our water bars. What do they get if they we use the picture? What should we give them? If they if if we get like say you know I mean please send as many as you can. <laughs> send them to Ingrid at CarolinaCoops.com. Uh, if you can get us a great high res picture, yes. high res, okay, a uh, picture of your chicken using the water bar, something that you think is that Kodak moment. Uh, that should be placed on all of our basic water systems, our basic poultry systems. And even uh, we're going to need a picture, too, for just selling the nipples. If you think that's the one, please submit it. And if we choose your photo. What do you get? What do you get? I don't know. I, I would like to do something kind of extra nice and just a yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, I think that needs to be like a little package. Ooh. A swag bag. A swag bag. Thank you, Nan. I can't even okay. anymore. A swag bag. I love bag. it. Swag bag. You get a swag bag. Nan, okay. what? Is inside a swag bag. Not Francis. It's a surprise. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we <laughs> so have what, around. So whatever we got. Mm -hmm. eh, hopefully we have some pens left. No, it'll be cool. I promise you that. It's typically, you know, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, uh, a hat, a mug, and some pens. And Travel mug. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. We I'm, do getting, got... I'm getting started on my next project already. Yeah, Flock uh, Shop. Nan uh, was in heaven this morning. That doctor, he asked so many questions. He's like, this is what's so great about uh, still being able to walk into a store or whatever. Yeah, we have a nice, um, what do they call a point of service, POS. So you can come in and buy stuff and, you know, take your credit card and boom, bang, bing. Yeah, Nan's been working hard at that. You just come in, you click it. It's almost like a kiosk now out front mm-hmm. in the lobby. We got hemp here. There's been a lot of people coming to buy hemp. Three uh, people today. Yeah, Three the water. People. Yeah, the water systems. The chicken auto go- doors. Auto doors. Yeah, she's works. in heaven. We have yep. always wanted to do the flock shop. Um, are we gonna get to see Gus? Yeah, we can bring Gus, and it is a dog show. Should, oh. I, should I bring the chickens? Well, Put the chickens yeah. away? No, yeah. I don't know. Let's he just gets see. It's weird with the chickens. He I gets don't... protected, but he's never hurt anyone. But boy, his bark. Ooh, his sw- bark worries me. How much does he weigh? One fifty. Wow. Wow. He does way more than us, Kristen. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous. Um, yeah. Because I have hit, I have seen him go on edge. Protecting. Oh, yeah. It's not anything mean, but it's scary as like a little person to see this right, giant dog. Right, like, because if like, he's be like, sitting here <laughs> and he sees you go to put the roosters in the bag, he'll be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. No, you leave them alone, Kristen. Yeah. In a, in a barking way. <laughs> mm. um, there was another thing. Uh, someone says, what's... Uh, so there was... A, I'm sorry. Boo-boo, bang, bang. Hold on. Boo-boo, bang, bang. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, oh, is this Gus? Is Gus coming? All right. I don't know what's about to happen. Uh, and what is your favorite house brooder setup aha. for 20 chicks? Yes. Should we disclose one of the newest inventions from Carolina Coops that is ready to rock and roll, right? Now, don't say what it is first. Our, the question is, is, is he on a leash? You got him on... He's gonna be fine. Come here, Gus. What are you scared? Oh yeah, if well, anything happens uh, these the, ones. The, the flighty one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put away. Oh, that'd be yeah. Oh yeah, see he already. <laughs> she, oh, she here we on. go. Yeah, whose idea was this? I go. Here, I can put the chickens away. Uh, yeah, put the chi- put Francis. Francis away. See, n- good boy. <laughs> yeah. See, now that's textbook. See, he's not distracted by the chicken. He is no. more focused on non right now. Cause she's got a pepperoni. A pepperoni. Put them. He's trying to make my dog training skills sound. Yeah, they're not. They're Mac. Go. I mean, they're good. Wow. Now they're good. See? But, but See? you made it sound like she's See? just controlling him. But she's got a pepperoni. That's why. She okay. She is controlling him. And that's fine. She ha- He. She knows what really keeps Gus's attention. Gus, come in and say hi. Oh my come gosh. here. Come drool on Kristen. Come on. Oh, Nan's gonna come say hi. Hi, Nan. Um, come here, Gus. There's Gus. It's dog day. Oh, you're so pretty. Can you say hi, Gus? Um, <laughs> he's such a good he boy. He did drool on oh, me. Oh, he got gotcha. you. He got no. Oh, whatever. Kristen. He comes to greet me every morning when I. All come. right. There. Every time I'm here, he comes looking for me. Gus is. Oh, he stinks. Oh, he's due for a bit. He's been in and out of the lake so many. Oh, oh okay. Where's the chick? Oh. So, what's your favorite house brooder setup for twenty chicks? Did yes. we? Did well, we um, I'm gonna, I'm going to answer that. However, well, the one we have done a show on. Hi, However, <laughs> we have. Oh, here's some, the lights are going to tip over. He's going to pull cords. Oh, it's a bull in a china shop. Nope, nope, ain't doing it. A guy small chickens. What are you doing with them? Oh, oh, pepperoni? Oh, um, boy. Yes, he is. He so is. 20 chicks in a You're house. just really not entertained by dogs, that, that, are you? Are you mad because he drooled on you? No, no, I'll get over it. Uh, the... um. That brooder that you made is mm-hmm. more suited for a garage or basement, I think, because it is, um, well, I don't know. What don't are know. you, t- coming from you? Well, it was bottomless, wasn't you it? You had a brooder yeah. in the children's closets. 
Like, nah, whatever. What? what? Mm-hmm. Um, I had one on my dresser. I see what you mean. So in-house. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, in-house, I've used an aquarium. For 20, I've used, 20 though. Hold on, hold on. Let's, you let's, can use, we can put 20 uh, chicks 20, inside tw- for a little baby while. Chick, my God, in a week, they're ready yeah, to move out. Yeah, in a couple yeah, 20's weeks. 20's a lot. Right, right. and then moving was just such a pain. About. That's why but I love. you can use those, um, like those uh, guinea pig cages with the solid bottom and the wire side. It just, they, they, just they grow so fast. That's why I love our brooder, because they can grow into it. And yeah, typically, but, on your average flock, by the time they outgrow it, they're ready to go into their coop. Okay, now go ahead. I said to get that no, off. No, okay. That's fine. Um, hold on. Let's talk about Brooder. Let's it's talk It's the wrong time of year to talk about Brooder. Actually. Let's talk about the Carolina Coops basement. Hen, hen house basement. Oh, now that would be whoa, worth wait, talking what, about. Wait, what, Matt and Kristen? What what what? Because when your 20 chicks outgrow your house, which will be in I'd say 2 weeks. Uh they they're going to need to go somewhere. That reminds me, I got to tell you something else. Do not let me forget. It's so important. You're going to be extremely happy to hear this. Maybe next week's show. Can I have a clue? No, not yet. I gave you a clue. Don't to let me forget. You. Yes. A keyword? <laughs> uh, I'll remember. Uh, maybe next week we'll bring it up on SketchUp. I don't have it in my SketchUp drawing, but I can show people our new hen house basement that is designed to enclose off underneath your standing hen house so that you can use it as a brooder or whatever you want to use it for maybe you got to isolate a chicken but you have quick easy access to solutions that you can use them for ducks yeah, maybe good. rabbits ducks rabbits yeah, such a, yeah exactly it can be used for, it on it's gonna group? be a party in the basement um evan has come <laughs> up with such great solutions a man is just a genius when it comes what's going on oh oh it, a chicken. i thought you were going to install a basement door in my ba- on my coop so we talked kristen you said like to kristen said hey let's do it at ingrid's house we can do that but ingrid was not all about it last week well it's, are you ready for us it's yeah it's tight there in the back but uh, yeah that's fine yeah you want to maybe huh? we just we just got a um giant delivery of wood chips Yay! this morning i love wood chips so she, i mean a huge truckload oh. so we're basically putting the labor back in labor day because <laughs> we have this it's like on the sidewalk it's it's everywhere it makes me so happy to see those piles in people's yards oh um also i got some big news mm-hmm. big news what is that matthew good job Kristen. you went on google earth just put in some numbers i hope to god they're accurate but they already approved the permit yeah without I, even coming out I figured it was going to be, when I saw that it was a $20 accessory They're just like, give the money, permit, give us the money. I was like, yeah, so we're ready page. to. I was like, yeah, they, they really don't care. All right, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, so, so we can get started on that. We can get started, I guess. You yeah, what could go what, wrong? You didn't even say what it was. You, you just banned that really, whole thing. They, no, they didn't care. And they didn't no, even. No, you didn't tell the audience what oh, it was. You're just talking about We got something. the permission. <laughs> we got the uh, permit to put the coop in the front yard of our business there you here. Go. Thank God. There yeah, you go. and um, when, when, when there's a good time, I'm going to ask if Francis can live there. Is that what this is all about? <laughs> well, he's the mascot. He is the mascot. He has become pretty famous. Yeah. Whew. All right. What one twenty three? Mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, Labor Day weekend. We have a four day weekend. I mean, is this is this work? Four we... day? Oh, we have Tuesday off too. We have Tuesday off. Oh, so this is work. This isn't work. Today we got off. Everyone's got off today. What? I what? This isn't work. Is it work? All it right. is when you get my invoice. Three, oh, <laughs> three day, three day, three day weekend That's for an evil uh, laugh right there. Yo. <laughs> and I'm clocked in. Yeah, really. Oh, okay. that's funny. 
All, All right, right. So what you, I'm going to remind you what were you going to say about next week? Is that what you were going to say? Basement. Basement. See, you. I asked for a keyword. You said we, we already said you. it. Yes, uh, to tell you that we got the permit. Oh, oh, that was it for the okay. chicken or for the chicken coop to go outside. Oh, is Ingrid now getting warm? Did someone turn the AC off? <laughs> uh oh, you know it's getting hot in here. If Ingrid's taking her coat off, it's a sweater. My oh, and God. her shoes are off. All yeah. right, Ingrid's getting comfortable. She's like, okay, the dog show's over. I didn't get angry. Uh, it's actually it was a good it was a good show. Awesome. Oh, the feet on the desk, arms behind the head. <laughs> I know. She is. Oh, there's a shot right there. That should be the thumbnail for today's show. No. All right. If there's any other questions, let, let's get to them. Questions, comments. Let's go through it. And how about the story about my dad? Wasn't that cool? Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, think about it. You're, you're, you're in nine. That could have saved his life. You're 18 years old. Um, and you, he knew that much about dog training at that age? I have so many questions yeah, about it. That was pretty awesome. But I'm very um, respectful mm-hmm. of ever talking about any of that because... I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. I noticed my dad, it seems like as they get older, the more it bothers them. And it makes sense. And it isn't, yes, it had to suck getting grenades blown up 10 feet from you and whatnot. I think so much has to do with what they had to do for their job. It's just, I can't imagine living with that. And every time I see my dad, does he not have just new stories? It's like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. You know, and when his, when he goes to see it, when he went to visit a psychiatrist just to check in one time, I'll never forget the story. The psychiatrist is like, you are such a lucky man to be alive. You are perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's awesome. It's just, it's just an amazing story, but to get two puppies. Yeah. And I don't know if he has any pictures of those puppies and it was WP white phosphorus. I'm going to say zinc phosphide. I don't know if it was WP and ZP. Uh, my dad is watching. He's got to be able to comment, but he's tired. I tell you, this last chemo treatment has knocked him on his butt. Um, hopefully, we find out soon what's going to, what the. So, mm-hmm. we got some questions. Yeah, all right, fire away. So, Danielle says, what are some plant ideas I can plant in my free-range area around my coop that the chickens will not eat and will they eat zinnias? I don't think they're going to eat zinnias. Yeah. What the they, hell's a zinnia? It's a. It's of course, an you guys would know what a zin- it's a what. It's a. It's an annual flower. It's very bright. You would recognize the bright, it. Com- yeah. colorful. Um, I I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, what, what, is she worried about? Okay, I. They seem to know what to eat and what not to eat. But okay, what will they not eat? What can you plant around your coop? They won't eat. And well, they. Okay, so they seem to know what not to eat and what, but anything freshly planted is tempting for them because it's fresh dirt, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's really the hardest part mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I just take a little bit of either deer netting or the stuff we use for the uh, predator apron, and just make a little base around. Like if I'm going to plant like yeah. a shrub or a blueberry bush or something like that, and I don't want them, or I can just completely net it off. But I just put you can put it at the base with some sod staples, and then they'll just leave it alone until it gets big enough that you don't have to worry about it. Okay, yeah. so the, you guys are great at def- so give us some details. Us people that don't know anything. I we just want an answer. Just give us an answer so we can go to the nursery and say, I want this. I want blueberry bushes. I want citrus, as Mike Trapp says. Well, and, and she said, what are some plant ideas for planting things? And oh. we, we've also made some suggestions about things they may like. I know they like anything green in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but so is, it might be seasonal. And then summer, what, what would you suggest for things that well, they would enjoy to eat? Well, they like to eat. I find they eat the comfrey. And they do that more in the winter because yeah. because it um, that doesn't even sound good because there's other things to eat. Um, mm. The blueberries they've decimated the goji berries they'll decimate, but they uh, you know they enjoy the berries. I still get berries on them. Um, I we also grow a lot of shade 
over our run area, which is great with the hops and the muscadine grapes because those grow really well here in North Carolina. Oh, and banana tree plants, right? The banana, the banana plant leaves the chickens love. And it's a great, you can cut off a leaf. It's full of water and nutrition. They stand on it and they can just peel it off. So mostly when you feed them stuff, they, you know, they can't pick at it if it's loose. So Yeah, and I, actually I reread the comment and it said stuff that they wouldn't eat. Right, they mm. want stuff that they don't eat. But we were just answering what they would. Thank like you, thank but you. That's why I just tap out. But they, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they're not going to eat. Okay, like... They're not really going to eat marigolds, but they will dig up stuff if you don't protect the bottom. Okay, so this could be one of those hard to distinguish the difference between packing and checking out and actually eating. Because people are like, oh, they're eating the hemp. No, they're not eating the hemp. Mm-mm. You know, no, they're not eating your coop. I promise. They might just peck at it. They're curious creatures. They're but okay. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything that they will really eat and damage except for vegetables. Um, but more... More often, they just uh, anything freshly planted, they they dig yeah. up. I, put, I mean, that's I put, that's the word. They're really destructive. Yeah. I put um, uh, uh, holy basil around my coop. I put mm-hmm. hyssop around my coop. There's like anything that I have a lot in the garden. I'll just and I'll pull it out to move it, and I'll just put it in there, and it usually is fine. Um, somebody on YouTube also said something that they had read or heard that hemp was poisonous to chickens and i think they were probably talking about possibly that you know the, the hemp plant might be toxic um but anyway i i i kind of even doubt that yeah i do too but you know it's one of those things where people start to say things and the perception is well i can't use hemp just like you can't use cedar wood in, to build your coop because cedar is bad for chickens to inhale, and it's not the same application. So certainly not, ch- not the surface area. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There's there, there can, shaving. Yeah, there could be some confusion there. But I was just scrolling up to review. Uh, yeah. So someone did ask what kind of breed Gus is. He is a Dog de Bordeaux, French breed, I believe, from Bordeaux, France, and also known as a French Mastiff. If you are looking for a great breed that I tell you, when I was searching around for a, a guard dog, if you will, and I talked to breeders, they all said one thing the same. If you get a Bordeaux, you'll never get a different breed. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't know me. I love all the breeds. I want to have a different breed each time. I know what they mean now. There is just something about that Bordeaux. They are just such a great dog. But, um, yeah, he's a French Mastiff or Dog Day Bordeaux. Mike also kind of did your coop basement. He said it, he, he turned his uh, Carolina coop into a basement, the basement part into or a brooder jail, pen or a jail, depending on the <laughs> All righty. Um, so next week's show. I don't know. What are we doing? We're just kind of figuring out as we go. I tell you, we're tired. Are we building the coop? <sighs> I guess we could. We could do a time lapse. We need, a, we need a new time lamp, then, lapse because people... Hmm often ask like what, what is and time this? lapse are very entertaining yeah they, they ask what does this entail to put one of these together and i have an old time lapse but it's kind of outdated mm-hmm. and it, it is a good way to show how it goes together without having to send are you kidding me right now what? did you do that on purpose what? i'm over here eating the lemon meringue pie and there's chicken shit on the plate <laughs> I didn't are do you that. kidding me right- i didn't do that 
Yeah, right. I didn't. That is I so. Didn't. You got to be kidding me. It's good this thing whole it's on time, the edge. did you? Know, oh my god! I think it was when the chicken got upset about Gus being in there, and it just kind of flew over there. Well, that was not staged, but <laughs> yeah, I did not see that over there. Um, what, what was I saying? It I am gonna have matter. nightmares now. I'm sure you're fine. Would you like for me to eat really? some? Would that make you feel better? You probably would. <laughs> you would probably be like, oh hell, let me just. Yeah, let me mix it in there. Little chicken poo never oh, hurt yeah. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fudge brownie yeah, pieces. Yeah, well, it was on the other side of the plate, but oh well. <laughs> Is that worse than George taking the um, well, the, so much the cannoli out of the bag, the oh, out of the garbage? No, that probably is a little worse. It was on top. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who hasn't done that? Yeah. You did that. I got fired from my first job. You did for that. Doing you that. took a Sunday off the top of the garbage and got busted in the yeah, bathroom. My yeah, my first fast food yeah. job. Let me let me explain what happened there. They just needed a reason to fire you. <laughs> That's all that was. I know that move. Oh, Another my episode of Will Matt Eat This? Oh, my we found. <laughs> Well, that's that's got to go on the clip. Oh wow. Okay. I, well, I think we need to wrap it. I think I'm gonna play the outro music. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead. And what about the drama? Oh my God. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you All so right. much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Be safe out there. Hopefully, we'll send you see you next week. Uh, love your chickens and each other. Yeah, we're getting Take better care at of your it. Chickens and each other. Love your chickens and each other. We need that. Later.